Good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after 10 o'clock. Jennifer Bukowski, exactly one half hour from now, 1035. Uh, we, uh, we've got some other stories but that we'll talk to her about, but the Supreme Court has docketed a case in Illinois on their um, anti-AR-15 AK-47 law. And uh, we'll find out what that means, what the implication is. Uh, I'll ask Jennifer Bukowski. In the meantime, uh, four Republicans qualify for the uh, fourth debate. Uh, the the RNC keeps upping the, uh, the the minimums for being involved in the debate. And right now, uh, the number is just four. And I, I don't think it'll be too much longer. And Governor Christie will be gone, and that will leave three. Uh, I just I don't see him gaining enough ground. You're going to see uh, DeSantis, Haley, um, uh, and Christie, um, and, and uh, Ramaswamy. It, it, it you know just going at it, but it's going to very quickly I think uh, be whittled down. I think Chris Christie is going to end up uh, not qualifying for any more debates. That'll leave us with DeSantis, Haley. And Ramaswamy. Now, if you're a Trump supporter, we know where you stand. But if you're not a Trump supporter, you're going to be narrowed down to one of those three. I'm curious which one of those three you support and why. If you're a Chris Christie fan, I just I don't see how he survives. He barely made the cut now. Uh, and the, and the, uh, the obstacles to getting into any more debates get higher and higher as they go along. So you end up ultimately with DeSantis, Haley, and uh, Ramaswamy. If you're not a Trump supporter, which one of them would you go for? And I am also kind of curious, Brian, to find out if Trump supporters, you know, if, uh, you know which one of those would be second place for them. In the event something happens uh, and uh, Donald Trump doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't run or, or is somehow uh, incapable of running for whatever reason, which one of those three would you gravitate to? 874-9390-800-529-5572. I just will, I would never vote for Nikki Haley. That's just me. Maybe you like her. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm not here to argue with you. Just do a quick lightning poll to find out where you stand. But I wouldn't vote for her. Um, for me, I, I guess DeSantis still looks like the best. But Ramaswamy doesn't look bad to me either. He needs a little more information to make his case on uh, foreign involvement. But... Uh, you know, in, in, in with our U.S. military, but I think it for me it's between Ramaswamy and uh, DeSantis, and it's it's tough. I I think DeSantis would be my pick if I were a Republican, and I've you know looking at whittling these down because I wasn't originally opposed to Nikki Haley. Uh, but the more she talks, the less I like what she has to say. I like Ramaswamy, but I just don't think he's got what it takes. Not yet. 
I'm going to stick with DeSantis. So if you're a Trump supporter, who is number two on your list? If you want Donald Trump to be the, uh, the nominee of the Republican Party and he can't make it, who would you go for? Who would be number two? If you're not a Trump supporter, who do you want to win? 874-9390-800-529-5572 or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message and let me know where you stand uh, and it will pop up right here in the studio. Uh, Brandon, Gary, who cares about taxes when we have a sandwich monopoly crisis? Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Squaw Warren is apparently afraid that Subway is being or some sub sandwich thing is being bought up by another one. It's stupid. Uh, but it's funny. Very good. Uh, let me go to TT. That sounds different. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So are you a Trump supporter? Well, I am. Uh, I'll vote for him if he has the nomination, but I personally think uh, he needs to throw his support behind DeSantis and get all his supporters to do it because they're either going to put him in jail uh, or kill him or steal the election. They're not going to let him be president. But I think on your initial point, I think DeSantis is the best choice. I agree with you. I think Haley will have us in World War III within uh, uh, pretty quick. I like Robert Swamy, but um, I, I think you've hit it dead on the head. I think people need to look at how DeSantis has governed as a governor, and I think we'd be pretty happy to have him govern like that as a president. All right, TT, thank you for the call. Let me get to uh, David. He's calling down. And Jeff, David, good morning. Good morning. So I would take all of your reasoning and uh, where you kind of lean towards DeSantis. I would just, it would tip me to Ramaswamy. He may need more information, but I still kind of want that outsider guy. Maybe I'm an idiot for that. But No, you're not an idiot for that. <laughs> uh, I uh, There are things I like about Ramaswamy. Um, you know, just trying to get uh, trying to get the United States out of the rest of the world's business is the biggest biggest thing for me. All right, Ramaswamy is good. So you're not a Trump supporter then? I I I, I am ish again, like the like the previous caller. I, I'll if vote for him. Yeah, yeah. If he's the nominee, you'll vote for him. But you would prefer it be Ramaswamy. Yeah, or he uh, can just take Ramaswamy and make him his VP. So. All right, all right, David. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Ray, good morning. Uh, are you a Trump supporter? I am a supporter of his policies and things, but not necessarily him. I would vote for him for sure uh, if he was a nominee, but I think he's uh, just made himself out to be a big bully with things and, and looking for somebody else. All right, and I'm so, lo looking for Nikki Haley's who I'm looking for. I, I think she's already proved herself. And with her uh, already having experience uh, at, under Trump's, uh, 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 his, his uh, administration, uh, and, and having experience with the United Nations and negotiating with all these people, I, I think she's the, the one to, uh, to put in the spot. Okay. Uh, so uh, Nikki Haley is it. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. All right, take care. This is just a lightning poll, folks. I'm not here to debate or dis or have a deep discussion. I just want to find out where you stand. Paul is on now in Columbia. Paul, good morning. 
Good morning. Yeah, lightning pole, and I got to be a counterbalance to uh, the bias that you expressed in this poll, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there was a bias. There's no doubt about it. All right. Paul, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We are up against the clock. Uh, let's see. Anson says, uh, I'm voting for Michael Rickenwald. He's a libertarian. Uh, these GOPers will continue stealing my wealth with the inflation tax. Yeah, it's the Gary Nolan Show. And I'm, I'm with you, Anson. I'm not sure if he's the guy for me, but he's the party for me. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 19 minutes after 10 o'clock, more deaths of, well, caused by the federal government uh, because of the war on drugs. Apparently, Purdue Pharma replaced the original version of OxyContin, uh, which is a, a pain pill that uh, is kind of an extended release uh, pill. If you're in, in great pain, it's something that you can take that will last for a long time. Anyway, uh, apparently people were busting it up and creating another drug. So at the be you know the, the, at the behest of the drug war, they actually changed the recipe. They reformulated it so that it was harder to crush. Uh, so you couldn't uh, more you know you couldn't easily snort it or inject it. Uh, this is uh, to deter illicit drug use. The hope was that the reformulation would reduce addiction and opioid-related deaths, but that apparently is not what's happened. The new recipe for OxyContin is instead associated with an increase in deaths involving illicit opioids and ultimately an overall increase in fatal drug overdoses. Researchers identified that, uh, that pattern by looking at the relationship between pre-2010 rates of OxyContin misuse as measured, as measured um, by surveys and subsequent overdose trends. They found out that the death rate rose fastest in states where the reformulation would have had the biggest impact. There's a study out by RAND, the RAND Corporation, uh, and David Powell, their senior economist, uh, extends those findings by showing that the reformulation also was associated with rising suicide among children and teenagers. The root cause of this uh, was the substitution that occurred in the old version uh, that was retired. Non-medical users turned to black market alternatives that were more dangerous because their potency was highly variable and unpredicted, uh, unpredictable. Uh, this is a hazard that was compounded by the emergence of illicit fentanyl and heroin booster substitute. Uh, the f so, once again, the government, in its attempt to prevent you from consuming what they don't want you to consume, has managed to kill more people. It just never ends. It just, just never ends. You want to do drugs, you want to burn your brain out. Go ahead. I, I don't have the right to stop you. I can warn you. I can tell you it's bad for you. But I don't have the right to stop you. Any more than I would have the right to stop you from abusing alcohol or sugar or smoking. Those are just decisions that you make. Maybe that makes your life happy. You have a right to be as happy as you can. 
but killing you to prevent you from using drugs so that you're healthier somehow just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, I know a lot of you disagree with me on this, but it's just never, ever going to end. We've spent hundreds of billions of dollars on this drug war. We've taken away people's civil rights. And we still can't stop it. We have the same percentage of illicit drug use today as we did when Richard Nixon got his drug war passed. <sighs> oh, no, no. We'll have a country full of drug users. Can't have that. Yet, there are people who won't use it. And there are people who won't abuse it. But we don't stop. Jennifer Bukowski, coming up in uh, just a few minutes, uh, we'll talk about uh, the the uh, jury trial for uh, uh, President Trump. Uh, we'll talk about the gold with Menendez. Uh, we'll also uh, chat about the... Uh, uh, hold on one second. I'm getting a message here, and I want to find out. Okay. Okay. Uh, nope, it's not important. Uh, the the uh, her take on the uh, Trump jury trial period, uh, along with the uh, private jets, the climate conference. I'm sure she'll find that uh, she finds that amusing. I know I do. Seventy thousand people jetting over there for this climate conference to Dubai to take away carbon fuels, and you can't exist without them. You just can't. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. Hillary Clinton says, oh, we have so many deaths. Uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. Her numbers, I don't think, are real. This is Hillary. We're seeing uh, and beginning to pay attention and to count and record uh, the deaths that are related to climate. And by far the biggest killer is extreme heat. I mean, even in Europe last summer, which uh, has the ability to count and figure out what happened, they recorded 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. We don't have that kind of number yet from Africa, Asia, Latin America, but we know and estimate that we probably uh, could uh, measure about 500,000 deaths. And the it's nonsense. It's absolute. Now, there are so many variables, and more people die, as I pointed out earlier in the program, from cold weather exposure than warm weather exposure. And it's, it's not taking into consideration all the, uh, all the other causes, potential causes, uh, that, could, uh, that could potentially heat the atmosphere. That underwater volcano that uh, Professor Lupo talked about. Uh, and where that, uh, you know, where that got, um, it, it got into the uh, upper atmosphere, uh, it, it's, it's having an effect. The sun is having an effect. What's going to, ha I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Over the course of the next couple of years, we're going to see the temperatures going down. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it happens next year but for sure the year after that. I don't think it's going to go up anymore. It may plateau, but it's going to start going down because we've had a couple of uh, rather strange uh, events 
happening all at once, including El Warmo uh, in the Pacific, uh, that volcano, uh, and it's it's skewed temperatures. But it's gonna it's gonna go the other way, and then what will they say? What will they say? And do they really think that these third world countries that are just starting to do things like generate electricity using uh, whatever carbon fuels they can, do they really think those people are going to stop using carbon fuels? Does Hillary Reckham Clinton actually think that communist China is really going to stop using coal? How naive. How absolutely insane and naive. They're the science deniers. It's, it's not the conservatives. It's the progressives. They, they, they've turned this into a religion and they're not about to let it go. They just can't. And, all it's, it, and it's really all about redistributing wealth. It's about taking your money and giving it to other countries. That's why the United Nations is so hot on this. That's why you keep getting these reports from them about uh, man-made global warming is destroying the world. It's because all those third world countries that are, that are members of the United Nations see the great piggy bank of the United States as an opportunity to enrich themselves. It's, it's green on the outside and it's red on the inside. And they're not going to stop. The only, uh, I, I, I literally, I cannot wait until those temperatures start to go back down. And they have to report global cooling. And they're going to say, as, as our leftist friends always do, that's just weather. That's not climate. That's what they always say. And how do they explain the fact that it's been getting warmer even before we had mass manufacturing and, and uh, all of the advances of carbon fuels uh, and, and the science that they've provided, the electricity and everything else. How do they explain that? How are they going to explain the fact that ocean levels have been rising for hundreds and hundreds of years, if not more? How, how are they going to explain that? They won't. They'll come up with some doomsday report and try and convince you that for the first time ever that uh, they know what's, what's going to happen and that uh, the world will end because of global warming. Now, and, that, and it'll always be, Brian, it'll always be a year somewhere way out in the future. Eight, ten years yeah. from now. That's when it's going to happen. Then they know this how? Uh, the climate models that we have have pretty much shown that this is uh, definitely going to occur. And it never... Yeah, I mean, it's difficult does. enough just to ask Professor Lupo to predict, you know, just weather coming in in two weeks. But yeah. they know how things are going to turn out in years from now. Unless we change our current path. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. The insanity of it all. We're up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. Jennifer Bukowski, gold bars stashed in a Democrat senator's home. John Fetterman paying $343 for Santos to make a video to troll Menendez. And the Trump jury trial, among others. Coming up. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
1035, Jennifer Bukowski is with us, brilliant criminal defense attorney. And uh, she has been, uh, well, trolling the news. And now she's here to troll me. No, she's here to troll nobody. She's here to talk about gold bars being stashed. <laughs> oh, Lord, in Menendez's house. Stolen gold bars at that. I am dying to hear the story of how those ended up in his house. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Gary. You know, this Bob Menendez story just keeps getting better and better. I've got two stories on him today, as you probably noted. But apparently the gold bars that they found in his house when they, you know, searched it for, you know, the different criminal charges that he now faces for possibly acting as an Egyptian, you know, agent or whatever, uh, those were actually stolen in a violent crime uh, 10 years ago. Uh, they can trace them because of the serial numbers that were stamped into the bars. Now, that doesn't mean that Bob Menendez committed a crime but uh, or that he knew that he was in possession of stolen property, but it just makes this story even dirtier and scuzzier nonetheless. you you got to wonder, you know, they're going to have to ask him, who gave these to you? Yes. And then they're going to trace it back in, until they find out who it was that ultimately stole the gold. But that's, uh, yeah. they ought to check the registration in that Mercedes, make sure it's not stolen too. Because that's not, he didn't just get a gold bars, he, he also got a, a Mercedes Benz. Yes, that's true. So whoever stole, I mean, honestly, whoever stole these gold bars, uh, probably, well, I don't know. It's hard to say, like, the nature or character of people that bribe U.S. State, US senators. Maybe they were in on it or knowing that these things are stolen when they gave them to Bob Menendez. Or maybe, you know, some pawn shop, none the wiser, or a gold dealer bought these from the crooks and they ended up in Bob Menendez's closet. I don't know. Jen, they have to have, they've got that. You said her Bob Menendez and stuff with cash. (laughs) They've got a a number on those gold bars for a reason. And I'm willing to bet that any legitimate gold dealer who, uh, who, who uh, was offered those gold bars would have run the numbers to see if they're stolen because I'm sure they're on a list. So, well, yeah, that's a good question, Jerry. Do they keep a list that's available to the public of stolen gold bars? They probably available to gold dealers. They probably because, make that list available to gold dealers. I can't guarantee that the case. That's the case, but it seems reasonable to me. That's why they would put the numbers on there so they can identify when they're stolen. And that's well, why we. Yeah, put I mean, they they say the same thing about guns, and some a lot of people under are under the misapprehension. You can just look up who bought a gun by a serial number, but there's no national registry of that that people can just check. Well, I don't know that there's a, a national registry. I remember uh, my father buying a gun and calling the local police department because uh, he knew a lot of uh, guys in, the, in, in Cleveland police uh, to find out if it was stolen, and they gave him a clear it was okay. Uh, but I don't was know. Was it out of the back of someone's truck? <laughs> well, no. Customers would come in the bar. Uh, they're falling on hard times. They'd want to sell something. And a guy offered my ah, father in 1911. So he uh, called the uh, Cleveland police and said, here's the serial number. Is this 
Is this legitimate? And they said, yeah, it's good. I don't know how, you know, I don't know if there was a national uh, registry or not, but they cleared it. Anyway, uh, it, it, those gold bars have those maybe numbers. Yeah. For maybe the same. there's a local registry of stolen guns or something at the police department. Yeah. Um, but they put a, a serial number on those gold bars for the same reason there's a serial number on your car. Um, it's it's uh, so they can de determine if it's been stolen. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can trace that back uh, where it came from. In the meantime, uh, John Fetterman paid three hundred and forty three dollars to George Santos. <laughs> he did, yeah. This is the funniest story of the news. So I don't know if the listeners or you are familiar with Cameo. That's a service where you can get famous people or infamous people. You can pay them money to, you know, record a voicemail or say happy birthday to someone for you or whatever you want. So, Fetterman, who's getting, I don't know if this latest stroke knocked him into uh, being cooler than he was before or what, but he he paid George Santos, this is like a day after Santos was kicked out of the house, to troll, basically, Bob Menendez saying, Hey, maybe you should fight it by yourself, too. Uh, I don't know if you guys pulled the clip. I didn't ask you to. But he, he trolled. Fetterman paid him to troll, saying, Hey, Bobby, I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make them put up or shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I suppose we'll help Santos pay his legal bills. Uh, on stolen items, Jim uh, may have some uh, information, so I'm going to bring Jim on the line. Jim, good morning. Hey, good morning. So this is kind of advice just to anybody that owns anything that has a serial number, whether it's a DVD player, TV, router, anything that has a serial number, gold bars, you write those numbers down and keep it somewhere safe. Because in the event where somebody comes in and steals your TV then you can give that list of items with the plates of the serial numbers and then the pawn shops can cross-check, you know. So it's only, they only have serial numbers if, if people turn them in when they're stolen. If you if you don't know what your serial number for your TV is, then you're probably never getting it back. But if you go through the items in your house that have serial numbers, and keep that list somewhere, and then in, in the event where something's stolen, you can give it to the police and police can tell the pawn shops, hey, keep an eye out for these when they come in. So. Yeah, it'd be my luck they'd steal the list, too. But that's really yeah. pretty good advice. Uh, I like that. Especially in the holidays, yeah. All right, Jim, thank Thanks. you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I'm going to have to have Gwen take all the TVs off the wall and, and uh, see if she can find <laughs> the serial numbers. I'm sure she'll like that honeydew uh, suggestion there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm... Looking out for her best interest, I wouldn't want her to have to go out and buy me all new TVs. I mean, that, <laughs> that gets expensive. Uh, so anyway, all right, good advice. And I'm sure that the that when the gold bars were stolen, that uh, they had the numbers for those. I, I just, I can't imagine that you'd have uh, multiple thousands of dollars in gold bars uh, and uh, with a serial number on it and not mark it down. By the way, have you seen the price of gold? It's I have not. Is it on the up? Oh, again? it's a record uh, 2,000 plus per ounce. That's uh, yes. that's going some. 
And then, yeah. uh, um, what is that currency, Brian, that you and I always... Uh, uh, that would be Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Is, uh, maybe Bob has some of those stashed elsewhere because he's got a lot of legal bills that he's got to pay right now and you could cash them in. Yeah, and uh, Bitcoin is going back up. It's going uh, much better. So uh, it's, it's going higher. So, um, you know, perhaps all this inflation is uh, going to make your gold bars, uh, stolen or not, uh, worth more money. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Russian military is so desperate for fighters that they took people out of prison. And they put them in the military. And after they've served their term, they're coming home. And it's it's getting to be like San Francisco uh, all over Russia. Yeah, this Wall Street Journal piece is in-depth. And my jaw was hitting the floor when I was reading this because, you know, it's interesting to me because I'm into pardons and commutations as a general principle. I've talked about it on this show many times. But this is a pardon system that has repercussions, Gary, because they are not really restricting this program, it does not appear to me, to people that would be safe to have out on the streets. <laughs> You're talking about people who have murdered multiple people with, you know, machetes or whatever else, terrorized villages. And uh, then if they go and serve six months in Ukraine and survive, they're back out on the streets. Wow. Not a bad deal. I, I think George yeah, Soros well, uh, created... Whatever else, yeah. Uh, George Soros came up with that plan for uh, for Russia. That was his, his plan. I'm just kidding. That was not his plan. Uh, there's another story in the news. <laughs> I don't think knowledge. you've... Huh? <laughs> not to our knowledge, anyhow. Yeah, no. I'm being facetious. Supreme Court dockets emergency application over Illinois' assault weapons ban. Uh, apparently, the uh, they got and docketed an emergency application seeking an injunction against enforcement of uh, this assault weapons, is what they're calling it, ban in uh, Illinois. When they say docketed, what are they saying? Translate. Well, that means that they're going to go ahead and review the case. So the Supreme Court is going to hear the case, um, and not a lower court, not an appeals court. Well, plaintiffs. I, I would have to. I'd have to look at the link maybe on the break. Right. Uh, plaintiffs are looking for an en banc hearing uh, in front of the United States Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit, uh, and an injunction against enforcement of the Protected Illinois Communities Act until the hearing is held. The Supreme Court's Office of the Clerk of Courts responded to the emergency application by noting that Justice Amy Coney Barrett has ordered a briefing. It sounds like they're saying, come right to the Supreme Court. Yeah. It could be that they are going to merge it with another case, like one out of California or something that is similar, that they already have docketed, and they're going to take them up at the same time. It's hard to say that's an unusual step, so that is noteworthy there. Yeah, I thought it was odd, too. That's why I thought I would hold on uh, to the story and and get your take on it. Uh, The Protect Illinois Communities Act bans the sale of AR-15s and AK-47-type rifles 
uh, in the state. Uh, it allows people who already own them to keep them as long as they register the guns on a state database. It's my understanding that very few people are doing that in Illinois. So it, yeah. they're not they're not caving. That's interesting, yeah. And I wonder how many sheriffs are wanting to enforce that rule as well in Illinois. But still, to have it on the books is not a good thing. So it's encouraging to see that Amy Coney Barrett has reached out to dock at that case. That's an indication that they might, that the Supreme Court's interested in it for sure. All right. Uh, when we come back, I asked listeners about this earlier. I want to get your opinion uh, because it looks as though it's going to soon uh the, the uh, primary on the Republican side is going to be reduced to Nikki Haley, uh, Ron DeSantis, and uh, perhaps Ramaswamy. Uh, because I don't, uh, I don't think Chris Christie is going to last much longer. Uh, so I'm curious to see if Doug Bergen has already uh, dropped off. Curious to see where you stand on the remaining candidates. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It is 1053. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. She's a criminal defense attorney. Uh, and uh, really a brilliant one at that, and uh, comes on the program once a week. We talk about current events uh, everywhere. I'm just curious, and I'm throwing this out at you. You have no idea this is coming, but uh, right now we're going to have a, a primary. Uh, we're going to have a debate uh, coming up tomorrow, and uh, frankly, uh, Governor Chris Christie just barely made the cut. I don't think he's going to make the next debate. So we're going to end up with Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. Of those three, which do you prefer? Who would you like to win? To win the nomination? Yeah, well, Donald if it Trump, comes down to the... If it were to happen to Donald Trump... Which I, one... Well, first is first question is, which one of those would you prefer to win of the, of the three? I think DeSantis. Although I do like Ramaswamy. Nikki Haley is too much of a warmonger for me, even though I am very much wanting to have a first female president and it not be Kamala Harris. Uh, I I uh, think DeSantis is the best on the merits of that bunch. It comes down then to DeSantis and Trump. Then where? Well, it won't. I mean, Trump is so far ahead. That something would have to happen, like, if, God forbid. I, at this point, I think they're running for, like, the event that something were to happen to make Trump unable to run, like he passes away, God forbid, or something like that. I mean, anything can happen in politics, and I, I just don't understand any other reason that we're even having these debates in the primary. I guess we'll see as the votes come in if the polls are anywhere close to right, which they've been wrong before, but usually they're wrong showing Trump losing. You know, not showing Trump 50 points ahead. Well, time will tell. Um, any, like you said, anything can happen, uh, and it, it might not end up. But but here's the thing. If it turns out that uh, they all coalesce behind Ron DeSantis, and there's, you know, 30, 40% of the, of the uh, Republican Party wants him, 60% in polling want Trump, should the two debate? Oh, certainly, yeah. I don't think it would be bad. If, I mean, I understand why Trump's passed on these debates because he's so far ahead. But I think all the candidates should debate. I think the American people deserve to hear from them. I know Trump's a little busy with his court dates. But uh, both Biden and him not wanting to debate 
in a primary. And in Biden's case, they're like keeping people off the pri- like in Florida, they just unilaterally a few people decided not to even have a Democratic primary, even though there is a candidate in the in the race for against Biden in the Democratic primary. Um, so uh, is that congressman who's not running again out of Michigan, I believe. And uh, it's just I think it would be better for the American people to hear from their candidates and to go ahead and have a debate. Like, why should Trump be afraid to debate? those other candidates i mean i can see him not wanting to subject and get pilloried by a whole bunch of them when there's nine of them up there and you know two of them have just grief grievances it was pence and christie that were just basically it seemed like running out of spite a little bit against trump um but uh i think it would be interesting to make the candidates distinguish themselves from each other and be on the same stage as trump uh, let's move on while we're talking about President Trump. Potential jurors for his uh, uh, federal election interference case in Washington, D.C. If you're President Trump's defense attorney, do you want to change a venue out of Washington, D.C.? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, that's the problem. Like, even if the defense attorney does a perfect job, not sound like Trump, a perfect job or whatever, even if the government doesn't prove their case with these kind of new theories of laws and uh you have a dc jury that is like the jurisdiction that went so heavily against trump and uh it's going to be hard to find a fair and impartial jury for donald trump like nearly impossible everyone has an opinion on him and you know based on the data from that district that they're already against your client and this form that they're sending out pre-screening form uh, they're sending saying that you may be requested to report on February 9th, 2024 to complete a jury questionnaire and you need to be available for three months. You know who's going to be busy for three months? Uh, for three months after the jury selection is completed uh, in March. I would say the president of the United States. Yeah. Someone who's campaigning to be president of the United States. So you but know, can't he pardon himself in advance? He's not going to be there every day in court, so like it's not important enough for him to be there, but they have to interrupt their lives. like Just to not be able to have your client there to defend himself at his own trial where his freedom's on the line. But can't he? It's a federal case, Jennifer. Can't he just pardon himself? We'll answer that when we come back because we're up against the clock. Jennifer Wachowski with his criminal defense attorney on The Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 